0: God conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question: What does God tell? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning, <laughs> <laughs> Mother Teresa. Someone asked her when does God speak to you, and she said whenever He wants. So essentially, the Bible is a collection of God conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident, and I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that? or well, that thought was actually just me thinking about, I oh, that's a bad pizza. Jesus said we'd recognize his voice and follow him. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. GodConversations.com Life these days can get pretty crazy. I don't know about you, but it always feels like there's so much to do. There's pressure at work, pressure at home. The list of things to do just keeps growing. So how do we find time in the busyness of life to hear God's voice? What do you do when you can't find five hours in the middle of a busy week to go up a mountaintop and sit cross-legged there for five hours? How do we hear God's voice when we're too busy? Hi, and welcome to episode 30 of God Conversations. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, speaker, and founder of this ministry that equips you to recognize God's voice great to have you on the podcast today. Before we get into the topic, I want to just begin with some exciting announcements. I've just come back from Europe. Wonderful trip overseas in the Northern Hemisphere for their winter time. Spent a couple of weeks in the Netherlands, which is my mum's home country. In fact, I'm the only country, I think, in the world where I feel short because everyone's tall. It's the, the country that has the tallest people in the world. But I had a great time ministering in a number of churches over there and just wanted to share with you some highlights. I remember at one church that I went to, we had a, the other side of the conversation seminar. And just hearing the testimonies that came out of that was so exciting. One particular woman, we have a small group time where we pray for each other and she was very uncomfortable. Sometimes it, it's hard to pray for each other, isn't it, in a small group environment. We were listening to God for each other and she was like, oh, this is so awesome. Awkward, and as it turns out, during the prayer time, she had this amazing, clear picture for another man in the group. It was really spot on, so she was so excited to be hearing God's voice. There was another man as well, and he'd been going through an incredibly difficult season in his life. And we had a time of just quiet and listening to God, and he he felt God spoke to him, gave him a picture involving a dove. An hour later, when we had our small group time, where again we're praying for each other another person in the group had the exact same picture that he had just seen on his own. So again, God just speaking and confirming his word, it's such an exciting thing to be able to hear what the Spirit is saying. One woman had another experience that God spoke to her about and involved her workplace. And she was saying that God spoke to her about submitting at her workplace, that her boss had been giving her some instructions that she completely disagreed with, that didn't seem right. And the Holy Spirit was saying, no, I want you to submit to that situation, which was a really difficult thing to do. But he confirmed it very clearly during the seminar. She spoke to me afterwards, a couple of days later, about what happened. And she decided to respond as hard as it was and follow what God had said. And the amazing thing was, there's the whole situation turned around that afternoon when another supervisor came in and changed everything. So I just love the way that God honours those who listen and respond. And, you know, they may seem like small testimonies in the light of things, but this is the substance of our God conversations. When when we're stopping and hearing God speak to us about our everyday circumstances and we're developing that relationship with Him, and I got so excited just to hear those things because it's the beginning of an ongoing conversation that we continue to have when we walk with God and, These are some of the fruits that I get to see as I travel around in the ministry. You know, we've been going now for eight years and I've just so loved following the call of God and seeing the difference that it makes in people's lives. But this month, we're launching a very special opportunity. We're asking you if you would like to be involved in the Ministry of God conversations right where you are. And we're launching a financial partnership program. And this gives you the opportunity to actually invest in the ministry. It's a not-for-profit ministry. My home church is Hillsong, but I don't work there. The ministry relies on the generosity of people, not just in money, but also in their skills. Have many people in my world who have given so much of their time and their skills to really build into this ministry. And we want to give you that opportunity today as well. There's two ways that you can do that. One is to sponsor a project. We've got a couple of exciting things coming up this year. You might've heard about a book that is in process called God Conversations. Surprise, surprise. But we'll also have a wonderful opportunity to launch a radio show nationally across Australia. And this is very exciting. And we're in- inviting you to sponsor that project as well to cover things like studio time and equipment and those sorts of things. The other thing you can do is to support the ministry monthly by giving a regular amount that will allow us to budget and allow us to plan for more great things. You know, the vision that God gave me a number of years ago, he said, you're not just called to the local church, you're called to the church globally. And the vision of God Conversations is to equip Christians everywhere to recognise God's voice. And we really take this seriously. We understand that this is such an important part of discipleship and it is life transforming stuff. So if you'd like to be involved in that, I encourage you to go to godconversations.com forward slash partners, and you can see some of the information there. Can I encourage you too, that to give to your local church as a priority? I believe in the local church, and I want to encourage you to make that priority. If you can give over and above that, then you can do that on that particular page. There's a process There's also the understanding that this is not a solo venture, that I have a leadership team, a team that I'm accountable to pastorally, but also financially. So if you have any questions about where the money goes and how it all works, you can consult the people at the leadership team page at the website, and they would love to hear your questions. We would love to share with you what God is doing and how we are facilitating that so that we wisely steward your offering to this ministry. Hey, thanks so much for your support, whatever that may be. The encouragement, the messages on the website, the words that you speak and the practical things that you do to help support and share the ministry around the world. God's doing great things and there's lots more to come. Today's episode is actually an encore from earlier in the podcast shows because I thought it's a really popular one and it's a really important topic. The idea to do the podcast originally came from a question asked by Karen at the God Conversations website. Karen asked, can you give us some tips on how just to be still and listen to God, how to stop the chatter in your mind? I've been asked this question quite a few times. It typically comes from parents at home with toddlers, more so than from your average university student. So I thought I'd dedicate a podcast to it. And my first thought in answering the question was to repeat some of the teaching that I have on the other side of the conversation seminar. But the odd thing was when I thought through what I teach, I realised there's actually no teaching on this. I don't talk about quietening your mind. I don't talk about becoming still to hear from God. The whole topic of of meditation and stilling your mind and finding peace is a very popular one today, isn't it? I think in our Western lifestyle with all our crazy schedules and and city traffic sometimes and the busyness of life, which has become part of our vernacular, you know, you ask someone, how are you? And the first answer is, I'm busy. I think that we've realised that this is a kind of a lifestyle that produces a a, a lot of stress and ill health as a result. And so Our Eastern friends have given us some some thoughts on how we can meditate, how we can quieten ourselves, and I think a lot of that is really valuable. But oddly, I don't think it's the most important thing in hearing God's voice. In fact, I haven't directly connected those practices to hearing from God in my teaching, and there's a reason for that. So today's podcast is all about the reason Today's podcast, I want to talk a little bit about the most important prerequisite from hearing from God. And it's not necessarily having a still mind. But first of all, a big welcome to all our guests and to those perhaps who are listening to the God Conversations podcast for the very first time. I want to particularly welcome some of our listeners who have come across from a number of publications that we've had the privilege of being in in the last month. I think of Relevant Magazine and Red Letter Christians, perhaps, or in Australia, Indulge magazine, and Christian Woman. I know that there are some people who have met me for the first time in those publications, so welcome. If you're listening for the first time, we really pray that this podcast, that the God Conversations resources will help you, equip you, To recognize God's voice and then respond to it. I also want to welcome a number of our listeners who are from New Zealand. I recently returned from a trip, a ministry trip to New Zealand. It was a pretty long one, a whole month in the North Island of the beautiful. New Zealand, visiting about six different churches. And I love the regional churches of New Zealand. It's just the community uh, atmosphere. Many of the New Life churches I visited was a great time of ministry. And I know that some of you have come onto the blog and are listening to this podcast today. So welcome. If you haven't already signed up to the blog, please do. We have some great quality resources that I know is going to bless your life. So to our topic, God Conversations. For those who can't sit cross-legged for five hours on a mountaintop. And I know it's a really long title, but the image I have in my mind is this person sitting solitary on the top of a peak and and their legs are cross-legged and they've got their hands outstretched and they're in this meditative pose. And I think sometimes we imagine that's what we need to do to hear from God. I read an article recently in the Leadership Journal And it was discussing the relationship between spirituality and personality. And it made an interesting comment, which I think is related to this question. It said that most of the ancient Christian mystics, you may have heard of some of them, I think of Brother Lawrence or perhaps St. Francis of Assisi, St. Teresa of Avila, a number of the Christian mystics would take time to isolate themselves. They would withdraw from the community. They would go to isolated places, to a cave, to the top of a mountain, wander off in the desert, and they would spend hours there. And the picture that we have is this, that this is the place where they best communed with God." And I think what's happened is we've come to equate that kind of practice with hearing God's voice. And and it's true, actually, that Jesus made a practice of this too. There was often times when he withdrew from the crowd and he took time out to be on his own. There's There's a real importance to be able to have time on your own, to settle your heart and to clear your mind and to really connect spiritually with who you are and who God is in your life. Have you ever heard one of those stories about someone who thought they heard from God, but they actually didn't? Then there's all the damage and fallout that goes with it. We know that God speaks, but how do we know it's His voice we're hearing and not something we made up ourselves? The good news is that Jesus promised His people we'd be able to know His voice and follow it. Just like the Bible characters who've gone before us, we can learn to recognize His voice. The other side of the conversation series is designed to take you step-by-step through the biblical teaching on hearing God's voice, as well as plenty of practical tips that you can apply in the context of your local church. We've worked really hard to create an excellent resource that has been used in churches all around the world and has the potential to change your life. The box set includes a documentary-style DVD with six 15-minute episodes, plus a guidebook for individual or small group use. You can buy it online from Curon Books in Australia, Manor in New Zealand, or at the godconversations.com store. Remember, the ability to hear God's voice is given to everyone who chooses to follow Jesus. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. There was also another article I read that caused quite a stir in the US by Donald Miller, the author of Blue Like Jazz, and he was saying that he best communes with God on the top of a mountain, that he doesn't necessarily hear from God in the the worship time at church, you know, the standard number of songs and then a sermon. He, He didn't really sense God's presence in that place. He would rather be sitting by a river or climbing a mountaintop. And it got me thinking, reading these articles particularly, about how different people hear God's voice. I was raised with that kind of traditional teaching that said that the best way to get to know God was to take 15 minutes, get up early, take 15 minutes every morning to have your quiet time. And you'd sit there on your couch and you'd have your Bible and your devotional book and your prayer time. And that was what you did every morning. And I did that. I always spent my quiet times with God, and, and then we'd take time out when we could. And I remember when I was in university, when we had huge blocks of time, I'd often go up to the Dandenongs, which was kind of like the hills near my house, and I'd take the picnic blanket and take my Bible and sit and go for a walk and sit in a beautiful spot and take that time to try and hear from God. It's a wonderful thing to do, to take time out, to be by yourself, and to commune with God. And if you can do that, I think it's awesome. In fact, just last year, I think it was, I spent two days in a Swiss monastery, which was an amazing experience. Two days with about 20 different monks who committed their lives to staying in this monastery They would have six times of prayer every day, the same time every day, starting at 4am. And I have to say that was the one prayer time that we didn't go to. But they would sing songs and they would read the Bible and they would do the same prayers every single day. They weren't allowed to talk to each other, even over meals. So even in our meal times, we couldn't talk. We had to use hand actions and to try and talk to each other, communicate with each other without speaking. And it was an awesome time. felt like I was stepping back into history, back into the times of St. Benedict when monasticism was really big in the Middle Ages. So retreating is a good thing to do. But I think it's like any relationship. You know, when we think about human relationships, those special times out, that candlelit dinner, that time away from everything, There's special times in a relationship. But the bulk of our relationships are in the everyday stuff. It's in the getting up and the routine of the day, it's being at work, it's the kettle shrieking and the baby crying and the traffic demanding our time and effort. It's all that busyness that we find ourselves in, the stuff of life. And I think what happens is that we have this ideal in our mind that we have to get away. We have to find this place because here is where we can hear from God. But the beauty of the new covenant, the amazing experience that God promised us, is that the Holy Spirit would be with us wherever we go, whatever we do. He's with us. God is with us in the midst of the traffic jam. I may be stressed. (laughs) I may be, oh, Sydney traffic is the worst. It stresses me out. But you know what? God is with me. The Holy Spirit is with me. And sometimes I think we're thinking, I've just got to make a coffee date with Jesus. I have to take time out. But Jesus himself said, it would be better that I go because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will be with you wherever you go. So you don't have to go to the Jerusalem temple to worship. You don't have to go there to hear from me. You don't have to go up Mount Sinai to hear from God like Moses did. The Holy Spirit can speak to us at any time and at any place, however we're feeling, whatever place we're in. In fact, when I look back at my own walk with God, I see that God has spoken to me in the most oddest of places. In completely unspiritual places, like I'm talking in the shower, I'm talking when I'm brushing my teeth. We don't have to go somewhere. And we don't necessarily have to be in this peaceful, calm state. But there's something else that I think we do need even more. And if I was going to say anything in answer to this question what tips can we give? What tips can we learn in regards to quietening our hearts to hear from God? It would be this, that what we need to do is cultivate hunger. What we need to do is learn to desire, to seek God, to adopt a position of our hearts to say to the Lord, I am listening. Here I am. I'm sitting here. I'm in the middle of the kitchen. The house is a mess. The kids are screaming. Things aren't going well. But God, I'm listening to you. I'm in the traffic. I'm on my way to work. I have deadlines. You know, my next holiday is not for another six months. But right now, God, here am I. I'm listening. Speak to me. And it's more adopting a posture than it is being in a place. It's more a state of heart in the state of my body. Does that make sense? I think we really need to understand that it's our heart that matters. You know, the interesting thing is that over time, I've realized that for me, sitting on a couch early in the morning to have my quiet time is is not the best time for me to hear from God. Ironically, I like to pray when I'm moving. It's a personality thing. I love to pray when I'm jogging. When I'm paddling, when I'm walking, when I'm moving, I like that. And I think sometimes we've we've boxed this communing with God thing into that box where the mystics are, where those introverts are, because so many of those mystics were introverted in nature. So their personality lent them to being on their own. But perhaps your personality isn't like that. Perhaps you, you like to engage in more activity and that's where you find the presence of God. What we need to do is to have that hunger in our hearts and then see, well, how do I express that hunger according to my personality? What works for me? Whether it's five minutes, whether it's 50 minutes, whether it's early in the morning or late at night. You know, I remember hearing sermons that that said that Jesus got up in the morning to pray, so therefore we should all get up early in the morning to pray, which is great if you're an early bird, but not if you're a night owl. Perhaps your personality means that you're more alert at the night hours than you are in the morning. So it's not something, some prescriptive formula. This is a relationship that we walk out and it's very individual and it's very expressive of who we are as people. And we need to find that place in our hearts, first of all, to have that hunger to hear from God, to seek Him first. First. How do we get hungry? Well, here's some thoughts. We ask regularly for God to speak. We send those questions up to Him. We seek Him. We say and pray, God, hey, God, how are things today? What is it that you'd have to say to me? We talk to Him about the the things in our hearts. And then we set our spiritual antennae to listen to what He says. Ask regularly. Secondly, listen to the God conversations of others. Allow them to challenge your experience. You know, the worst thing is to listen to someone else's testimony, someone else's God conversation, and to walk away and say, Well, that's good for them, but God's never spoken to me like that. When what we need to do is let that experience challenge our own expectation to say, Hey, that's awesome, God, that you can speak like that. Would you speak like that to me? Would would you show me what it is that you have for my life? Would you speak to me about my concerns? Speak to me about the people in my life? Speak to me about the things on your heart, just like you've done for that other person? Let the God conversations of others be a challenge to your faith, to your hunger. Lastly, keep believing in faith that God wants to speak to you. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God and that anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Hearing from God is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. It's believing that the God we love and serve is a personal God, that he's a talking God, that he loves me and he wants to communicate with me. I understand that. So I'm saying, Lord, speak to me, not to the person next to me, but to me, because I want to know you. I want to hear your voice. Begin to exercise your faith. Ultimately, we need to trust more in God's ability to speak than our ability to hear. Well, we'd love to hear how you best hear from God. Is it on top of a mountain, driving in your car, jogging along a track? love to hear how you best commune with the Spirit. If you'd like to share, go to the blog, episode number 12. And like Karen, I encourage you to ask questions that we can then have a look at on the podcast. And don't forget, of course, to sign up to the blog and receive your free ebook. Next podcast, we're going to be talking about a slightly different question from the norm. Perhaps it's not so unrelated to God conversations, but it's a question I've been asked a lot lately as I've traveled around. And the question is, how does it feel to be a woman in ministry? So I thought this would be a really fun topic to talk about. And what I'm going to share, I believe, is going to help you in your life as you interact with men and women in whatever sphere you find yourself in. Thanks for listening today. It's been fabulous to have you on the podcast and I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we're believing that God will continue to speak to you. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. So post your comments on the blog page of godconversations.com or at facebook.com forward slash Tanya M. Harris. Help us to equip others to recognise God's voice by rating the series on iTunes. Remember, Jesus said we would know his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.